Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Anything for Sports podcast. My name is Drew Jackson. We're here today with Trinity Buchanan, a freshman at UNLV. She plays for a UNLV soccer team. I'm going to go over the list of some of her accomplishments and accolades. She was named the 2022-2023 Gatorade Player of the Year and the 2023 Division 5A State Player of the Year. She received first-team All-State honors twice. She led Coronado Cougars to a 64-7 record and a 2021 NIA 5A State Championship. And she finished her career with 33 goals and 33 assists and also led her team to the 2022-2023 5A State Championship game. She's currently ranked in TDS's top 25 in the country for freshmen. Trinity, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So kind of want to get right into it. Um, want to talk about your early career and early beginnings. How did you start playing soccer? Um, I played probably rec for a little bit with my cousins. A couple of us were playing together. Super fun. And then they actually wanted to play club. So I think I just wanted to be with them and follow suit. So long story short, here I am. And I've been playing club or I mean, I ended last year, obviously, because I'm in college, but played for probably 10 years, 11 years of my life. So that was fun. Okay, yeah. so was soccer the first sport you played? I actually did gymnastics too, okay. but soccer, I think I stuck with it the most. I did gymnastics and it kind of got a little too much, then switched over. You also played a little bit of basketball. Yes. And that was in up through middle school? It was, I, I think a little bit before middle school and then all throughout, so 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then I was going to do it high school, but then I decided not to. Yeah. So what position in soccer and what position in basketball? For basketball, I think it was a point guard, a guard. Okay. And then for soccer, um, attacking mid, I've kind of been going a little all, all over the place for um, UNLV, but that's my uh, main position. Was there anything specific that made you choose where you said, okay, I'm not going to do basketball in high school, just going to stick to soccer? Like why I did it? Yeah. Uh, I think I just... I have more love for the game of soccer than I do basketball. Like, I love both of them, but I just think I just have more enjoyment playing the game of soccer. So do you watch a lot of soccer? I do, yeah. Favorite soccer team? Favorite soccer team? Okay. Well, I have a couple. Actually, well, obviously the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, I would say, like internationally. But for um, NWSL, I would say probably maybe I'll do two. Okay. The Portland Thorns or San Diego um, Waves, if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite player? I have multiple, but... <laughs> okay, go for okay, it. Let's see, okay. let's see the list. Well, Sophia Smith okay. for the women's game, yeah. And then I'll just do the men's game too, uh, Messi, of course. Okay. Yeah. What is it about soccer that has made you stick with it so long? Kind of from, if you think back to when you started mm -hmm. and like early development, where it's soccer, but it's not mm -hmm. the soccer you're playing today. Yeah. Compared to where you're at now, like what keeps you like engaged and involved? Like what do you like about it? Dang, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I just love everything about it. I think building the relationships on and off the field is a big part of it and just the, you just learn so many life lessons playing, you know, a sport, any sport. And I think for me, I've just learned so much about, you know, life playing, whether that's teamwork, whether that's communication skills, leadership skills, and just self-confidence and going after um, just aspirations that you want to go after in life. And I think soccer has been a good outlet for me to realize and discover a lot about myself. So I'm thankful for that. What is the toughest part about playing soccer? I think, well, the games are fun, but I think the training aspect of things can be difficult because it's hard because some days you don't want to, you know, train and go practice, but you have to learn to go out and do the things you don't want to do that day and 
kind of build that habit for yourself. So I think just sticking with it and believing in yourself, even when the odds aren't against you. Did you ever do track or cross track? country? I did think about doing track, but yeah. I didn't end up doing it. Because soccer, like, yeah. so I played soccer way back in the day, back yeah. in high school, like conditioning for mm -hmm. soccer. Completely different than yeah. basketball. Basketball is more short distances. Mm -hmm. You're going up and down the court quick, a lot of stops. Yeah. Soccer, I just remember conditioning for outdoor. Yeah. Indoor was easy, but mm -hmm. the out, all the outdoor club programs mm -hmm. was rough for me. Yes. I wasn't a long distance runner. I yeah. hated running anything that had the word miles after yes. it. <laughs> just <laughs> was much. not fun. Yeah. So I remember like how big conditioning was, and that was a huge part of like soccer compared to basketball. Yeah. Did you find that same? Oh, for sure. That's why I was like considering it. I actually, um, in middle school, I did do a couple intramurals like for cross country, but mm -hmm. then I was like, this is just too yeah. much. Like I'd rather just like train soccer and then work my fitness on my own. Yeah. But I was thinking about doing track my senior year of high school, but I didn't end up falling through with it. So, but I definitely think soccer is a mix of both like long distance and like short distance sprints. So it's a good mixture. So coming from a family, you have two brothers. Yes. One that plays basketball currently. Um, yes. And football. Yes. At Coronado. Uh -huh. Did your parents play sports to your knowledge? Um, my mom didn't, but my dad, he, he kind of like was all over the place. He played basketball. He played football. Um, and he played baseball, I think a little bit too. So he kind of did everything. So would you say you have kind of a sports family? Do you guys watch? Oh sports yeah. We like watch a, sports a ton household? of sports. We watch football, basketball. We don't really watch baseball, but we prefer basketball. And I, I think because I play soccer, we want to watch soccer more too. So that's definitely the three that we watch probably most often. What are your feelings on soccer in the States? I think over the years, yeah. and I think the women's U.S. team has really helped out mm -hmm. where I think for a portion of my, again, when I was in high school playing soccer, yeah. I don't feel like watching soccer was a thing. And I've yeah. watched, I'd, even state soccer, I didn't watch any. Yeah. Everything was Premier League and so all my favorite teams were like Man yeah. U. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think now the women's team here has forced people to say like, hey, we actually should look at MLS soccer. Look yeah. at soccer in the States as being like a viable sport option mm -hmm. to watch. And I remember going through high school. I don't know if I can name too many games stateside that I watch. Have you noticed or felt in your time like more attention even to your games mm -hmm. like larger crowds yeah. people kind of paying more attention I think so I think it's come a long way and I definitely think the women's national team has made that impact you know for people to come and watch the games but even like NWSL like the National Women's Soccer League it wasn't really as big but I think it's grown like so much I mean even like international like soccer I think people pay more attention to that still but I think there's a lot more crowds, a lot more people coming in wanting to support, like, the women's game here in the States. So. Between your brother and you, mm -hmm. are you guys both very competitive? Yes, we are. Like, I think with anything we, like, do, even, like, it's a board game, we just get mad at each other. If, like, one's losing or one's winning, one's losing. It's just, like, I don't want to play with you anymore because yeah. we're just so competitive. Have you guys ever played each other in um, either sport? So, I think I got them on soccer. Okay. but <laughs> But, like, basketball... We were at one point like the same height, but now he's like so much taller than me. So yeah. I don't even think it's going to be a close game. So we have, but I don't like to do it anymore because he just dunks on me and <laughs> does whatever he wants to do. So no. <laughs> yeah. So 
day-to-day life mm-hmm. of a UNLV soccer player. Yeah. Talk to me about what your regiment is, training, conditioning, mm-hmm. what the schedule looks like for you guys. So, like, in season, it's been kind of different because we have two games per week. So, usually Thursday, Sunday games. And um, we still practice every day. I mean, today, um, Mondays and Tuesdays are a little different. But usually we have a lift, um, I think, twice a week. And then we usually practice, whether that's light or a little bit of moderate activity, um, throughout, like, each day. So it's but preseason was a little different. It was two um, practices per day, but that was only for a week just to get you ready for the season to start. Got it. Yeah. So did you see a huge jump between your high school training and college? Like, was there, okay, now this is serious where they're maybe doing more weights and strength or they're doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think weights and weight training is definitely more of a focus like mm-hmm. here at UNLV um, and in college in general. But for high school, we didn't do that much at all. We just practice. So I think it's a little bit of. Um, everything okay. like in college whereas high school was just about you know the training part of things which I think is important too but it's good to have a little bit of everything so did you have either like a sports trainer athletic trainer anything that you used even just like personally outside mm-hmm. of school during high school uh I did I, and I still do so um I have trained with a couple people one she used to be my coach like a while back and I've used her um I still use her to train whatever that's technical work or footwork so she really helps me with that. And she's been very supportive. And I also train with um, three elite precision was that's their Instagram. Um, his name's Coach Matt, and he works on acceleration and like running form. And, you know, you work on footwork and just the speed and um, just to get faster. And I think that's helped me tremendously. And I'm grateful for their um, for his support and his family support. And I also train with um, Julian Portugal and Mackenzie, which they've also helped me too. So I think I have a lot of people that I've been able to utilize to help me up my game in ways. When you first started with the team and you're mm-hmm. going to like those first workouts, conditioning, yeah. practices, was there anything where you looked back through high school and was like, ooh, I'm glad I did that? Like yeah. something that prepared you or got you ready for what you were now doing at UNLV? Oh, for sure. I think the speed of game, you don't realize how f- much faster it is like compared to high school. Right. Because, you know, you watch the games from afar, you're like, oh, it's just... <laughs> like, I feel like it'd be easy to like, go in there, but it's not in the I, the first, like, week or two. It was really hard for me to adjust, but I think as you get into it, you ease into it. You're able to get used to the speed of play and just how much faster everyone is than you. But I think that this training that I've been doing um, for the past, like, couple of months really um, prepared me for college. I think that's big, you know, especially like on the football side, people talk yeah. about that a lot because you're taking kids fresh out of high school. Yes. You're going into college with sometimes if you've redshirted or gray-shirted mm-hmm. kids who've been there for five years who are now 23, 24. And yeah. again, the speed, the strength of the girls that you're playing against is a lot different, different. than kind of the, you know, Liberty and Faith Lutherans mm-hmm. that you were in high school. So that's a yeah. huge jump that you're making. So it's yeah. good that you felt like, hey, I was prepared and I'm yeah. still now kind of preparing yeah. as we kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. So then looking at your first UNLV game, talk mm-hmm. to me about that experience of prepping for yeah. it. Because again, practices is one thing. Yeah. But your first college game, what mm-hmm. were your thoughts kind of going into the game, getting ready? Was it home or away? It was home. Yeah. Okay, it was yeah. home. So uh-huh. what was that like for you? And then how did it go? Like, did it go... As you expected. Yeah, uh-huh. Tell me a little um, bit about that. So we actually, so we played a scrimmage before that. Okay. So that was kind of like to prep us, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then we went into it. Fortunately, we lost. But so I think that was kind of a bummer, but it was a good start. I think, I mean, obviously I was nervous and excited. I think it was a whole ball of emotions, but I think overall it went good. And 
it's something I will never forget because it's my first college game, and I'm glad. I think I've progressed a lot from that since that game, so it's good to see the progression that I've made. Now having some games under your belt mm -hmm. from the season, yeah. I think being three or four games away from the playoffs. Yes. How do you feel currently? How mm -hmm. do you feel kind of looking at the rest of the schedule? I think you guys travel to Utah on yes. Thursday. Yeah. Um, so looking to that game mm -hmm. and then kind of the games leading out through the rest of the season, how do you feel about your freshman year so far? Yeah, it's been so fun. It's been really fun. It's been a fun experience. Um, something that I always remember forever, just like the first college game. But, yeah, we play Utah State this Thursday, so we'll travel there. And then we're back home on Sunday to play Boise, which is exciting. And I think just looking back on the season, it's been just a fun experience, like learning a lot about myself and just the people around me, how to adjust and just growing my game in so many ways that I could have imagined. Like, I didn't think I'd be here, and I'm glad that I am. So I have a very random question to okay. ask. When you play soccer, uh -huh. What is the typical way that you wear your hair? <laughs> so I wear, um, that's like a low ponytail, and okay. then I like bubble braid it. Okay. Yeah, that's but like what I usually do. I feel like a guy is obviously, uh -huh. it's not a huge thing, but for girls, yeah. I always notice there's like, uh -huh. some people have a particular style yes. of, and you see it like, that's their mm -hmm. like iconic brand. Yeah. Like every time you see her, mm -hmm. this is how she has her hair. Yeah. So I always wonder and ask people if there's like certain types of, yeah. got, like when I think of basketball, you know, there's some players that wear like headbands or aren't like yeah. people or high socks versus low socks. Mm -hmm. like usually players have like a certain. Like superstition. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any of that? Like outside of hair, yeah. is there like anything I, that you I wear or do? I do. I um. So I wear bubble braid for game days. And then I also. Maybe a little weird, but I chew um, green gum for game day, and then I chew blue gum for practice. Okay. Yeah, Any specific just, brand? Yeah, like the extra brand. The extra yeah. brand, green and blue. Yeah, green okay. for game day, and then blue for practice. When did, if you can remember, when yeah. did that start? Let me see. I'm assuming it's on a game you won, where you're like, oh. I don't even know like how it <laughs> yeah. started, but I just started doing it, I think, probably... I would say one or two years ago. So okay. it started at a club, like okay. the, end, the end of probably my career. Yeah. But I'm sticking with it. Sticking so, with yeah, it. Uh -huh. Okay. So looking at high school, and I'm going to look down, because we're talking through some of these accomplishments, because mm -hmm. there's some big names on this list. Looking at senior year, did you have any idea that you, like, was Gatorade Player of the Year mm -hmm. a goal for you? It was. Yeah. I think, like, I think when I started high school, I didn't think that would be a possibility because I just went into high school just wanting to play the varsity team. So that was like my first goal. Mm -hmm. And um, then COVID happened then junior year. So someone previously on my Coronado team, she won Gatorade Play of the Year. And I was like, wow, she, you know, I want that to be me too. Like she makes that look possible. So I want to make that a reality for me too. So that was a goal for me, definitely. And I'm glad that I was able to win that award. So we had top, uh, top off my high school career. Another big accomplishment, mm -hmm. winning state championship. Yes. What was that season like leading mm -hmm. up to state? And then walk me through, like, that state championship run. Yeah. Um, we did awesome. So we actually – we had made it to the state championship, I believe, even my, like, uh, my freshman year, too. So we made it freshman year. Okay. Um, so this is just normal for you guys. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play my freshman year because I was out of town. But freshman, junior, and senior year, which is pretty cool to, like, experience – my junior year, we were do we were killing it. We I think we probably lost only one or two games. We were ranked in the country, like we were doing really good. And then we make it to the state championship. It was um, it was up in Reno, so like northern Nevada. And I that was a fun game. We I think it was one or 
one zero. So it was a PK. Yeah. And I just remember after that, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. It was an awesome experience. So then senior year, mm-hmm. you win Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah. But then you guys lost in the state championship yes. game. Yes. And you lost to Faith Lutheran, mm-hmm. which was also the team you beat for the state the, championship. Yeah, the previous year. So talk to me about those emotions of yeah. again, a rivalry team, uh-huh. a team you beat mm-hmm. that was basically now coming for their get back. Yeah. Well, and we, that, the game was here. In it was. It was at Coronado. Oh, we were hosting. Ah. we were hosting okay. the playoffs. It's a hosting the state <laughs> so championship make, game. Yes. Team you'd already be. Yes. Walk me through that game. Those feelings, like what you went into yeah. the game uh-huh. with, and then yeah, how you felt kind of coming out of it. We played that game, like I'm not just saying this. We we like dominated the game, and I just I knew we had it. I knew we should have won that game. And I think mid-air when this um, when the other team shot the ball, like you just it just felt I just felt defeated because you know you wanted to win that and bring it home that state championship for your final year just to the icing on top of the cake, but it just didn't go our way. But you live and you learn. So getting the chance to play at UNLV, mm-hmm. when did you you know when you first received kind of some attention mm-hmm. and then kind of looking to towards the offer that you got. Yeah. How was that process for you when you were kind of deciding like where you wanted to go to school yeah. and, you know, again, getting that first, whether it was a call or a message from UNLV that mm-hmm. they were interested, like talk yeah. to me through like what your feelings were for that. I think for anyone, like the recruiting process is very stressful because you don't know what's ahead of you. But I knew for me that I really wanted to stay home, stay close to family. And I think, just ease into the college experience because I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm still living on the dorm or in the dorms. So it's kind of like I'm still at home, but away right. from home in a way. But I get that outlet of being close to my family and having that um, just still having the college experience. So I'm glad that I was able to stay at home. That's nice. Yeah. You're close enough where you say, hey, mom, come yeah, pick up the exactly. laundry. <laughs> exactly. Like it's time. Yeah. You know, I come home probably a couple of times a week. Yeah. So you, but you went through like the college visit Yeah. toward the campus mm-hmm. and yes. how was that process? Even though it was kind of like a local college, kind yeah. of going through getting to meet the coaches, getting mm-hmm. to kind of see the, where you'd play the locker yeah. and stuff. What was that like? It was really cool. So I actually, um, I played on the field, like for, for my club, couple club, club games, sorry. We played on the um, field. So I kind of had like a, an idea of like mm-hmm. what the campus was like, but my official visit, whatever we, um, I took my pictures. So it was cool to see the locker room and to meet the team. And I went to a couple of practices. So it was good to see like those new faces that I'd be on a team with just to get myself used to it and get them used to it, to seeing me out there too. So I think it was, it was overall a great experience and it was great. So other than kind of that senior state championship mm-hmm. game, were there any major obstacles that through kind of your high school career outside of, I know, and we can talk about COVID because mm-hmm. I think that yeah. year was a big one. Yeah. Were there, was there anything else that you kind of battled through to kind of make your way to UNLV into your college freshman year? I, I would, I'm going to say COVID because like, yeah. I think for some people it was kind of either negative thing, but I think I turned that into a positive thing and I learned a lot about myself during that period. And I think during that time, I just learned to, like, I had to put a little bit more effort into everything and train a little bit more and do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. And I think that that year, that whole COVID year, like, really prepared me for my junior year and my senior year. And obviously, I continued to work and continue to um, put that work in throughout my junior and senior year and hope to continue to do that. 
What would you say is the biggest thing you learned coming out of that COVID year? Again, being um, away from school, away yeah. from friends and everything for so long. What's the biggest takeaway that you had? I just had to put, um, I put a little bit more effort in. So like do whatever that is, doing the extra training, doing the, um, I just think just train. I think that's the biggest thing, just training a little bit more because I feel like I didn't put as much effort into it as I think I should have in like middle school or elementary school. Obviously, like I'm so young, I don't right. realize that. But you, you get older, you learn a lot more about yourself, and you put that into, like, real life and do it. Do you have – so you score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Do you have a celebration or anything like I a don't. go-to? I no. feel like I should, but I don't. I don't have a celebration. I just celebrate with the team, I guess, after. Okay. Yeah. So you never catch yourself, like, no. in the moment? No. Are you more of, like, a jump up and down, a cheer? I guess, like, I – but like I put my hands up, like okay. and like, yay! But I don't like I don't like do like the zoo, like, like no. any of the celebrations. No, no that's okay. Yeah. Um, first goal at UNLV. Mm-hmm. What was that feeling like? That was an awesome feeling, and it was at home. Like yeah. I think that made it even better. And I I don't know if it was a third or fourth game, but I'd been longing for that. Yeah. So I think it going in. I didn't even see it going. I was just like I just heard like yelling and like celebrating. So I just was so happy about that and. It was really fun to celebrate that with my teammates. What was it like those first couple games not getting a goal? Again, yeah. you know, coming from high school, yeah. again, it's a different level now mm-hmm. where you're not having the ease of scoring goals that I think you yeah. know you have at the high school level. Mm-hmm. What was it like, you know, to stay mentally focused and mentally yeah. locked in to just next game, next yeah. game, next game until mm-hmm. you kind of cracked it in that first one game? Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean obviously you want to start your college career off with a bang, you know, like the first game you play you want to go in there and just score and you know make a name for yourself (laughs) but I think for me it was a little bit different just waiting and waiting for those stars to align and for me to score that first goal I think was an awesome even though it came the fourth or fifth game I think it was a sign for me to just keep on moving forward and to forget like if you don't score one game just forget about it and keep moving forward and just focus on the angle so do you have any pre-game rituals or preparation you do to kind of lock in for the game? Like, yeah. Are you a headphones and music person? Do you have like a, I'm going to put my shoes on or do this pack yeah. this way? Yeah. So I know some people put the like right cleat on and the left, yeah. cleat, like they do like the superstition stuff. I don't do that, but I do listen to music. I just listen to like calming, like relaxing music. I feel like because I get so like nervous and excited. And, like I've just so many emotions before a game. So I think the relax. Like the relaxing music helps me like calm myself down and like so like smooth jazz yeah, elevator I guess, music. I guess yeah, just like meditation music. I guess okay. yeah. Do you have a playlist? I don't. I okay. Just go on the radio and like and meditation like, music. Meditation yeah. music. It's like already um like worked out for you. So yeah. I just I just it works for me. And kind of coming out of a game, mm-hmm. kind of like to come down. What's your typical like after game routine? Um, I don't really have an after game routine. I think I just. I mean, I really don't. I mean, after like, as a team, we go and, like, we stretch, we cool down. Mm-hmm. And I guess we just talk a little bit about how the game went. But other than that, not individually. So looking again where you guys are at the season, yeah. what are your current goals with UNLV, mm-hmm. this team, this year in the program, yeah. and then future just for your college career? Do you have anything set where you have kind of some aspirations or similar to in high school where you said, you know what, I really think I can make that Gatorade player of the year? Do you have any of those that you have set for yourself? Yeah. Um, so as a team, definitely to win a Mount West Conference Championship. I think that's a goal for everyone every season. And right now we're um, we're in sixth place, which six teams have to um, six teams are 
allowed to go to the Mountain West Conference Championship okay. or the conference um, tournament. And for us, these next three games are really important. So I think just taking it one game at a time, I think we can get there, and I'm really excited to see where we go. And individually, of course, it's just a, it's definitely um, – I have a lot of goals. I think I would say even individually just win a Mountain West Conference Championship, but even like maybe – breaking records any way I can, just making a name for myself here at UNLV, I think is something that I'm really, um, really wanting to do in the next couple of years. So talk to me about your UNLV coach. Mm -hmm. What's that relationship been like so far? Kind of how you've now adjusted to being a part of this team. What's, Mm -hmm. give me a little bit of insight on her style and how that differed from kind of like high school level. Yeah. Um, I love my head coach. She's awesome. She's, um, really positive and I think from a coach you really do need that like positive feedback reinforcement so I think her coaching style is awesome and I'm glad that I'm able to be here with her and I actually she was the assistant coach with me for um club so I think I kind of got like a little bit of idea of how she coached Mm. which that even made me um more excited to go with her into college but um she even played for the Mexican national team like back in the day and I think it's really just really cool to learn a lot about a game from someone that has so much experience so I'm grateful to be a part of this with her. Let's talk about your support system. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about kind of trainers and yeah. people that you use from a sports perspective. Mm-hmm. But and we kind of noted, you know, we talked about your brother a little mm-hmm. bit and sports being in the family. Yeah. But having, you know, one, you're staying home. Mm-hmm. So being able to be close to family. Yeah. But what does it mean to you to have your family as that support system yeah. for your career and kind of everything that you're working towards? Yeah. I'm so grateful. Like, I think that is probably another big reason why I stayed home just to be able to greet my family say hi to them after the game just like talk to them I think just having them around me after a game just makes it that much more of a memorable a memorable experience and um like yeah not even I get to go to my little brother's games or whatever that is soccer uh, football basketball and even my like um my older younger brother JJ he I'm able to watch his football games, his basketball games, but everyone is able to come to my games, and I think that makes it a lot easier. Like, if I was out of state, it'd be hard for everyone to come and travel, but my grandmas are there, my grandparents are there, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my aunts, uncles, like, they're all, like, there, my cousins, like, everyone. So I'm appreciative of that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And, again, you kind of mentioned you still utilize some of those trainers and coaches Mm -hmm. that you had early still Mm -hmm. as you're now into your kind of college career, and they've now followed you on this journey as well, right? Yeah. I still I haven't been training with them in season because it's kind of hard with like the games, but mm-hmm. I am grateful for their for all of their support because I think they really do want to see me succeed and do um, and, and just succeed in my dreams one day. Yeah. So now that club's over, that would usually take place in the summer. Do you kind yeah. of have an idea of what that summer routine is going to look like? I really haven't thought about that. Like at all, so I, I guess, don't know if the team still does stuff. Oh, like with the co- like the college team, or even outside, because um, yeah, there's that's you know that's when club yeah right, no, would usually I, happen. I know you're saying. Um, well, everyone on my team college like they all disperse because you know they're all they all gonna go back home and yeah. everything. So for me, I I don't even know. Probably just like find a team to train with for the summer. Obviously, I have to keep myself in shape to so, like do um, running. I did I or I did last summer um, do running training with um my strength and conditioning coach from club so probably still that okay. but just any way i can to keep myself fit to keep myself strong like any way just to keep my senses sharp for the next season so i'm going to do a kind of a two-part question here okay. if you could look back to young trinity okay 
along this journey, uh-huh. is there anything that you learned that you would look back to her and kind of give her kind of heads up or say, you know, expect this, don't yeah. expect this? I think the biggest piece of confidence, even for myself now, but I think I've gotten better, is just having self-confidence because even when things aren't going your way, just know that things will work out for you just to go day by day, not to think too far into the future, not to think about the past because you can't control that, just to just enjoy it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. If you could kind of take a look from everything that you've done, all Mm -hmm. the accomplishments you've had, um, if you were speaking to young girls that were looking to get into sports, what is it about soccer that you would kind of recommend above, you know, a reason for them to, you know, maybe give it a try? Yeah. I just love everything about it. I think you learn just so much. I mean, that's with any sport. You learn just so much about yourself. And I think with soccer, like as being a young girl and playing soccer, I think you grow to love the sport even more. So even starting at a young age, you just learn to enjoy the experience you have with the people around you, with your family, because they're they're supporting you. And they should give it a shot because it's obviously fun and I love it. And I think that they would too if they give it a shot. Okay. Now, did you play indoor at all? Um, I don't really play indoor, but I, I mean, I'll train indoor. Okay. Like, yeah. But I don't really. Because indoor is like a whole, I remember. It's like it's a whole different sport almost. I actually, you know, I did play for, I did play for a little bit. I don't know if I was on an indoor team, but mm-hmm. like my club team would go and play indoor games a little yeah. bit. And you'd like use the walls. Yeah. And to, like, our, play. our outdoor club hated indoor yeah. team. Like uh-huh. it was like a rivalry. Yeah. But indoor was just, it's more fast paced, well, right? Because yeah. you have walls. You and have it's wall, like yeah. such a smaller uh-huh. space. That's just like. Well, it's kind of like you cheat a little bit. Yeah, you, you just do. play the wall, and you like. There's not going to be a player there in real life, so you just yeah. go. You go around. I'm like, what yeah, is and that's this? why I like outdoor club hated it because you were learning. I shouldn't trash talk bad indoor, habits. but yeah. bad habits. It was bad habits, exactly. Because yeah. you're learning what you needed to do and win yes. for indoor, which weren't applicable at all. No, for outdoor. No, not at all. Yeah, it was kind of a cheat all the way around because, again, for me. I loved indoor too because running conditioning was so yeah. much less. Uh-huh. You, it's more like basketball. Yeah. Like I, that's my comparison was indoor soccer for me was like basketball. Yeah. It's like a small court. It's kind of just back, forth, back, forth, yeah. back, forth. But you can put up so many more goals, which is why I was. Well, and there's less people too on the field. So it's like easier to like, yeah. you, know, you go here and just, you can play you in the wall versus yeah. one person just like. Boom. So with your kind of this whole experience of playing soccer in Las mm-hmm. Vegas and kind of the part of the reason I brought up indoor was most of your kind of training and stuff outside? Like in the summers here, yeah. it gets crazy hot. So yeah. how did you kind of manage summers and still being able to play soccer? Or did you just brave the heat? Because, I mean, sometimes at 110, 115. Yeah. Like my running training, my um, speed training, and then the other people I train with, we do – like it's indoor, so mm-hmm. it's like either um, like in the garage or in like this their own facility. But my other trainer that – um. She used to be my coach, whatever. She, we would, we, she's, she purposely trains outside and like she purposely like runs me hard. Yeah. Because you have to get used to the heat. Like even for UNLV, we train in the middle of the day, the hottest part of the day, just to get used to the heat. So Mm -hmm. although it's not the best, you get prepared the best for, for like the circumstances you play in a game. So, so water, pretty important. Yes. uh, Very important. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. For coming from Wisconsin, we Uh use indoor the same way, but for the winter. Yeah. So, like in the winter, you can't do anything. Well, you can't get the snow, yeah, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. do anything uh-huh. outside. So, that's where playing at least in indoor facilities and yeah. practicing became big. And then and they tried to not let us do indoor club. But that's when some of us would kind of branch out yeah. a little bit into that space. 
But yeah, I think anywhere it's hard. I'm trying to think where soccer works as a 24-7 sport. I think that's what volleyball and basketball have that advantage. Oh, yeah. You're just in the gym, no. so you don't have to worry about, like, weather conditions at all or anything I totally like that. Well, and even weather conditions, like, affects the way you play. Like, yeah. we travel to higher elevations, oh, yeah. like Wyoming or Utah, and it's just, you just feel sluggish and when you're running. So it's good to adjust any way you can, like, playing outside. So when you look back to soccer, like with club, with all the mm-hmm. travel you've done, are there any either memorable moments or when you look back, and it could be something we already talked about, mm-hmm. two things that uh, like one standout performance moment that like stayed with you throughout your journey into today? Wait, awards can or be anything? anything? Like I can look back yeah. and so in basketball, we won state championship, but yeah. I can remember like a specific play that happened yeah. where I'm like never going to forget. Yeah. Um. I think I try to remember everything I can just so I can look back and see, like, my growth. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing right now would be Gatorade Player of the Year because I think it's just a testament to everything I was able to do in high school. And I think it embodies everything that I was a part of. So definitely that. So kind of cap it off because I think this is is equally important as Mm -hmm. those high moments. Mm -hmm. And we talked about state championship loss Mm -hmm. as well as the state championship win. Yeah. Through your sports performance and athletic journey, yeah. what was kind of the lowest point you got to? Either a specific game, specific yeah. moment, and then kind of coming out of that, how did you then pull yourself back up? And pull like, your- what were the like tools or things that you yeah. did to like come out on the other side? Of that? I think like the that my biggest en- enemy is self confidence. So when I don't believe in myself that I can do this or do that, and I go into a game and I don't perform to, I would say my best ability. I feel down and then, you know, you go into the next couple of games and you you rock that same momentum and you kind of want to get out of it. So I think for me, just dealing with the adversity that you deal with in games and just trying to get yourself out of that. I mean, whether that's in the club, high school, I, I mean, I experienced it everywhere and even to this day I do. So I just try my best to get out of that funk and just focus on the next game at hand. So you have high expectations yeah. for yourself. Yeah, I try. Yeah. Set the bar pretty yeah, high. Uh-huh. Would you say that then you're your own worst critic like you hold yourself to certain standards i I think i would say that yeah i just i need to work on it but i think to a certain extent it's good for me because i want to keep pushing myself to be the best that i can every day perfect yeah um well i wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast Uh i think telling your story again looking at the journey through high school Mm -hmm. and then staying here in vegas and playing for unlv Mm -hmm is awesome and amazing. We're glad you're here and playing for us. Um, But I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, Before we go, I want to let people know where they can find you. So I'm going to give you the camera right here in front of you and have you look into that and tell us where we can find you on Instagram so they can check out kind of your profile and follow Mm -hmm. along with your journey at UNLV. Okay. Um, My Instagram is trend.buchanan underscore 23. So that's my Instagram. Go follow me. Yeah. Perfect. Well, again, thank you for joining the podcast. We want to thank you guys all for watching. And this is the Anything for Sports podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Anything for Sports and on YouTube at Anything for Sports TV. And we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you very much.